Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 220 of the Mom Hour. I'm Sarah Powers, here as always with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. I am here with you as always, but I am recording from Kansas City, Kansas. What the? What? What? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> I am um, visiting my sister who just had her second baby, and I say that because there's an off chance we might hear little tiny baby or slightly less tiny toddler cries in the background, but all is well. I would actually... I would love to hear a, a tiny baby cry. I mean, and please tell me, are you right next to Kansas City, Missouri? Yes. Like, are they like sister cities? Okay, I was never sure about that. I know, and I I learned quite a bit from my Lyft driver on the way from the airport, and since have learned more. But yes, they are two separate cities on either side of the state line. But Kansas City, Missouri, is the big one. That's the one you think of when you think of Kansas City. That's the one they sing about in yes. Oklahoma. We could bust it out. Both remember of that us. song? Oh yeah, I know it. We're. <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> I can do it with the accent. I got to Kansas City on a Friday. Okay. Um, and but yeah, Kansas City, Kansas is its own, you know, municipality, but it's not the the big city that the other one is. And and then there's suburbs that sort of surround the whole Twin Cities, so to speak. Got it. So they are on the Kansas okay. side, but it's not uncommon to, you know, live on the Kansas side, work on the Missouri side, go back and forth all day. So yes, information for all of you out there wondering. Interesting. <laughs> Thank you. And the babies are cute here and it's real hot. That's all. That's all I'll say. <laughs> the babies are adorable. I will say that. I've seen, I've seen some pictures. So. Um, so what are we talking about today? We are talking about um, some home and life management and almost like adulting things that are working well for us right now. And the reason I wanted to do this is I, I find myself thinking sometimes like, oh, this is really working well right now in my home. And we're talking about things, everything from like budgeting to grocery shopping to laundry, all kinds of systems. And then inevitably what happens is something changes and the whole thing gets thrown off, right? 
Yeah. And that's, it's funny because one of the things that I listed as a thing that's not working anymore was a thing that was working super well two months ago. So they kind of go in and out. The other thing I noticed about mine is that almost none of them were things where I created a system purposely. Mm -hmm. It's almost like I backed into the system and then realized it was working. And I was like, oh, I'll keep doing this for as long as I can make it work. And a lot of it is dependent on circumstance, right? Kids ages or time of year. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that's often the way it happens. Although I'm probably more likely of the two of us to be the one that's like, I need a system and come up with something. But even for me, even for me, it's it's accidental a lot of the time. And I think the message here is really that, you know, there's never going to be a time in your home management life where everything is working like a well-oiled machine because we, we go in and out of these seasons where we need a new a new system. So we're going to each talk about a few that are working well. And then we also have a couple that we need help with. And maybe towards the end, you guys can help us out with uh, some areas where we're a little bit more of a mess. So yeah. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor Meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor Meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah. And for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle, whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code MOMHOUR50 at factormeals.com slash MOMHOUR50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product, Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from our place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the Forever Chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Okay, so I'll go first. Okay. This first system slash whatever you would call it that's working has been something I've really struggled with over the years. Like I've had to do the library walk of shame many times where I walk in and I know I have an immense fee that I have to pay off. 
And, you know, it's it's embarrassing. Yeah. You ever had that happen to you? Well, yes, I have. But I want to ask, how does your library like cap it at a certain amount? Because every library is different. It caps it. But I feel like the <laughs> amount it caps it is ridiculous. Like it's basically replacement rate. Wow. Like, if you get that long, they'll just issue the replacement fee. And then if you have the book and bring it back, then they yeah. um, get rid of that. But you still owe the late fee. I'm not 100% sure how it works. I don't like to look into the fine print. It is one of those things that like I will become very avoidant about because if I don't return something after a certain amount of time, it's because I can't find it. Yeah. And so it's not like, you know, so it's not like I'm just not ever getting the library. It's like half a mile for me. It's not that hard to go by. So sometimes it's just late, 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 late. And then suddenly I'm like, oh my gosh. And now I can't find two of these books. Yeah. That used to happen a lot when my kids were little and they um, used to take out cartoon books like Calvin and Hobbes mm -hmm. and um, The Far Side. And for some reason, those books got lost so easily. I think because they're soft cover and they would blend in with the rest of our books mm -hmm. because we already had a lot of those kind of books and they would just end up like in a shelf. And then I'd run, I find them like a year later. Yeah. So I've done that a lot. So anyway. I have been a mess about the library, um, but finally we seem to be in a routine that's working. So here's why I think it's working. We're going once every two weeks. I am not like being overly, I don't know, to me going once a week and then getting like as many books as we got felt overly ambitious. Like mm -hmm. I was never going to get through even half of the books in a week that I got and that I'd feel all this pressure or like even guilt about not being able to get through the books. And then if anything happened to kind of derail me from our plan, then I would feel like the whole thing was, you know, blown up. So right now we go every other Monday. Um, we go on a set schedule. So I have a cleaning person coming Mondays every other Monday at one o'clock. Okay. So that's when and Clara and I have to. Well, we don't have to, but I prefer to not be in the house when the cleaner is there. So um, I grab Clara and we go. We don't take out too many books. I'm encouraging Clara to take out three or four at the most. That means she probably will only get through two mm -hmm. in two weeks, but then that gives her some flexibility if she doesn't like yeah. any of the other books. Um, I just, I took a lot this week cause I'm going on a trip next week and I wanted some reading material, but typically I'm taking like three and my, I'm one of those people who will take out every book I see that I like, I take, and mm -hmm. then I get home and have this enormous stack of books and I'm like, okay, what am I going to do with all right. these? Um, we pair it with something else that's fun. Like we get ice cream afterward or cocoa or something like that. And it's right down the street mm -hmm. and we have this cute little downtown and it's fun to take advantage of it. And sometimes in the summer we don't because there's tourists everywhere yeah. on the weekends and we just don't think about it, but we do that. So that's made it this fun little thing that Clara really is motivated to do. And you know, another thing I just can't overlook is that Clara got older. She's 10 now and she keeps track of her own books and she's motivated to go. And, and we really made it a mom and Clara thing. Um, the boys can go if they're available, but their teenagers are not always available, but I feel like for her, the age that she is, she really wants to be doing this. She's really into reading. It's not like I'm dragging along a six-year-old um, or a four-year-old or a toddler, you know, who maybe doesn't care that much or doesn't even really understand the concept. Well, as you're talking, what I was thinking is the the library is like an escape when you have really little kids. It's like the yeah. thing that you do when you don't have anything else to do or it's too hot or too cold. And so the bringing home of books is like it's like what happens as a result of that escape. Right. But it's it is not beside the point. And, and, you know, it makes the kids happy. It feels exciting. And then it all falls apart when you get home because, yeah, life is not is often not set up to manage library checkouts well when you have really little kids. So you're right. You just have grown into now. This is a very functional, transactional, purposeful activity, um, which is so different. It is so different. And I, I spent a lot of time in libraries when my kids were little and it was fun in its own way. Sure. Right. Like, but now I get to go wander the stacks as slowly as I like to. I know she's going to spend time 
in her section doing her thing. She's going to take her time picking out her books. Um, she knows how to use the card catalog. Like all of those things have just changed it. And now getting out of the books is kind of like a necessary part where like you were saying before, it was kind of just like a result of it yeah. and not particularly fun. No. When she was little, Clara was the kind of kid that I would walk around and pick up a book and go this one. And she's like, no, this one. No, like she didn't, she didn't really want any of them. And she was very picky and so it's gotten a lot more fun. I'm laughing because uh, some of my kids wanted to check out books we already owned from the library. And I see <laughs> that in our school library as well. And it just cracks me up. It's like familiarity, so, right? Kids have their favorite right. books. So then they want to check out ones they already have. Um, I'm just going to add a follow-up tip for managing library checkouts. If you do have little kids, we have a basket that's totally separate from our other bookshelves that only is for only library books and magazines. And it's mm. a very small little book basket. And so as I find library books around the house, they just go there. So they never make it to the other shelves. And that has helped us over the years. That is smart. Okay. Well, my first um, home life adulting thing that is working is donating our used clothing and items on a regular basis. And so here's why this is something I've struggled with in the past. And I think one of the biggest struggles is I tried to be too custom with what I gave to whom like, okay, these hand-me-downs, I really want to go to the neighbor down the street. And, oh, I really feel like I should find a, a meaningful place to give these maternity clothes, like a women's shelter. And I just yeah. overthought, it. overthought it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so a couple of things, here's why it's working. One is that I have a reliable source and I, this is available in multiple cities. So you should check it out. It's Vietnam veterans for America, but the website is pickupplease.org. So it's easy to remember, like, please, pick up my stuff and you can book online. It's super easy to book online or you can call them. Usually when I book online, it books about a week to two weeks out. Um, I've heard that if you call the phone number, they'll be there within two days. But I actually, it's one of the reasons it's working is it gives me a deadline of like a week to 10 days out. And so I kind of know it's coming. I put it on my calendar with like a pop-up reminder that morning to put this stuff on the driveway. But they, the reason I like them, it's easy to book, number one, and they're very reliable. They've never, I've had trouble with that in the past. They're, they never miss a pickup. They'll call you on the day of to remind you if you want. And they also don't do the thing that I've had happen where they leave half the stuff that you put out there Ugh. on the driveway because it's somehow not eligible. Like we don't take small electronics or we don't take, they take almost everything. Um, and so I'm always like, I always peek out there. I'm like, please take it all. Please take it all. And you know, I'm pretty careful. I don't put garbage out there or anything, but I'm always afraid they're just going to decide something's not worthy. And then you're left with a bag on your driveway and something just else to one do with it. Yes. Just, yes yeah so one bag of the stuff that someone really doesn't want so then you're like okay is this trash yeah yeah and then you're like <laughs> yeah. almost back to square one because you have to find something right. to do with that so that has worked really well and I really like that I also like when you book on their site um there's a choice for how many bags or boxes do you need picked up and it's like one to three and the next option is four to fifteen and I always choose four to fifteen because I think well I can easily have four bags or boxes of stuff to right. give away, but I could have up to 15 as many as 15 That's as exciting. I wanted and what a so, challenge it is and sometimes <laughs> I'll text my neighbors and be like hey I only have like four or five boxes but they'll they'll pick up up to 15 so bring your stuff so anyway that's a big shout out to um pickupplease.org and if you have it in your area I highly recommend so one thing about that I, yeah. I'm pretty sure that is the same organization that here will mail out these yellow, mm -hmm. like these like little yellow flyers and they have certain days they come around and pick up. Does this ring any kind of a bell? So we get like these cards in the mail. So the yellow cards that we get are not Vietnam veterans for America. 
But okay. I know the yellow cards. We used to get them in Arizona. It's some kind of other. Yeah. Volunteers of America, okay. I think is what it's called. And those are the ones I had trouble with. Oh, you had trouble with those? Okay. So I've used them before, but because they're coming through, I kind of feel like it's just a gimme. Mm-hmm. Like they're coming anyway. So I might as well put this stuff out. And then if they don't take it, I'll throw it in the back of my car. But I know some of these places will also pick up big stuff. Mm-hmm. Will the Vietnam Vets for America do that? Like if you have a dresser. They will do. Yeah. I think if, if I think they have one guy on their truck. So um, okay. they will take small furniture and small appliances. And I have put, um, I'm trying to think of furniture. I'm not sure I've put something as big as a dresser, but I've definitely put small side tables and stuff and they'll take it. So I think if you picture like, could one person without a huge dolly they might even have a dolly um yeah if one person could move it i think they'll take it so they will okay. take yeah furniture and sometimes i think if you if they know it's going to be bigger they like will account for that yeah and i don't know about this one particular but like they'll you can get some people to come because sometimes if you have something big that you haven't used for a while you're like what do i do with this yeah yeah you know? and it takes so, so much space yeah um okay so real quickly another reason how it's like functionally working in my house is i have a small laundry basket in each of the kids rooms that's for anything that's outgrown or even stained or gross and i don't discriminate and the kids don't the kids know to put stuff in there or i will put stuff in there and when it goes in there it, we don't discriminate of like, this is actually garbage. This will go to Goodwill. Yeah. This might go to the neighbor down the street. It all goes in. And then in that kind of week before my pickup, I go through. And at that point, I do separate a few things out. Like we have a little boy down the street that gets a lot of read stuff. And so I'll separate that out. And I sometimes save things for my nieces. But otherwise, um, it goes into big black garbage bags. And I will also sneak around the house and put toys into the big black <laughs> back garbage bags willy nilly. It depends on who's looking and how closely they're watching. So I just kind of go around and it it feels like it's working because it's happening often enough that it doesn't feel like that big a deal. And I I always know we just did a big one like a week ago. And after they picked it up, I thought, oh gosh, there's more I could have done. But I'm like, I could do it again in two weeks. Like it's just feels like not that big a deal where it used to feel like something that was a really big deal. Yeah. I love that. And uh, just a nod to the whole specific kind of trash bag because <laughs> I have had experiences before where I, my system was black for a long time. And then one day I ran out. So I used like regular white trash yeah. bags and some things that were not supposed to be trash became, became trash. Yes. So yeah, it's it, good to know at a glance. You, yes. Well, <laughs> yes, that, and also kids will see through the white ones and see that you're giving away their <gasps> precious see their toys. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so true. Yeah. <laughs> the big black ones they're not even going to bother with. They're like, Oh, yeah, <laughs> they know what they're not getting it back. And it's funny how they don't notice. Like, I always no. loved that. The fact that when I threw a, a toy that I knew nobody was playing with, no one ever came and asked me for that toy back like ever. So no. And, and oh it, there's God. some little thrill, like a weird motherhood thrill involved mm-hmm. in throwing away your kids toys and having them not <laughs> notice that terrible. We're so sick. It's so <laughs> sick. All right. So my next one is budgeting. Um, we did a whole episode about personal finance a few months ago. Yeah. How long ago was that? Like three months ago? I think it was maybe like two months ago. We'll link it up two in the show ago. notes. Yeah. And we did, it was a two part. So you talked about your own kind of family budget and then we interviewed Natalie Taylor, who was great. So if you guys missed yeah. those, we'll link them up. So at the time I had been making a bunch of changes to my, the way we spent money, but what I hadn't really settled on yet was a way to keep it all organized. Um, I had just been using an Excel sheet that was very simple, but what I realized is that the Excel sheet it doesn't kind of keep up with reality. So like I would have my plan set in in Excel. I could go through and kind of compare it to what I was spending sort of, but it was, it became very difficult. And so I tried a couple different ones. We got a lot of suggestions um, from listeners to try. You need a budget. And I actually, that had been on my radar forever. That was a big, 
like back in my mom parenting forum days, um, like in the early 2000s, everybody was all over. They call it YNAB. Okay. We need a budget. And so I knew about it and I tried it for a month. I tried a trial of it and I just couldn't like I something about it. It was a little nerdier than I needed or something like it's truly for people who are, first of all, trying to budget like a month ahead. So like the, I think the whole idea is you're supposed to get like a month's cushion okay. so that you're spending next month's money hmm. or sorry. Yeah. Or last month's money. Well, whatever right. you're doing, you have like a month, you have like a month of, of income to kind of deal with. And like, so to get to that point, I felt like I just couldn't quite understand. It. I know people love it. It just ended up being for me like too many. It just didn't click. You know, sometimes things click with certain people. They don't click with others. Yep. That's how I felt about you need a budget. So I settled on every dollar, which is like a much simpler version of a zero based budget, which is just means like at the beginning of the month, you have X number of dollars, you know, are going to come. And your goal is to spend, and I'm putting spend in quotes, um, all of those dollars. And some are spent into savings right. or some are spent into long-term, you know, investment or whatever it is. But like, you're trying to spend every dollar, mm -hmm. but not more than that. And it's a Dave Ramsey thing, but you don't have to be like doing a Dave Ramsey thing. It mm -hmm. totally, it's not like an ad or it's not branded that way. Um, it's just very simple. I open it up. I look at, and I, I linked, I just paid the extra money to link it to my bank account. And I look over to the right and I see what I spent and I drag it into the category. And if I need to update any categories, it's very simple to do. I also like um, some budgeting software that I've used makes a distinction between which bank account you're pulling. So I have three bank accounts that are all in one bank. And it's like my business account, my personal account, and then my savings account. And so I don't want to have to be doing the mental math of like, which account did this come out of when I'm budgeting? To me, that's like a separate thing. Like mm -hmm. that's in the planning. I don't want to have to think about that when I'm reconciling. So this just allows me to simply reconcile just to make sure I'm spending the amount of money that I said I was going to spend. That's it. It doesn't worry about which account it's coming out of. And then later I go back and go, oh, okay, did I, you know, and usually if it's, if it's something, as long as I'm using the correct card for the correct kind of purchases and I have all my direct um, pace set up with the right account. This shouldn't be a problem. Right. So adding that extra amount of granularity in some software to me, just, I don't know, uh, it just made it more confusing. So the other part of my, why it's working is I check it every day and I reconcile every day, which usually means I'm doing like one transaction a day, but it's just a good habit. I do it at the end of the night. It takes me five minutes. Um, it, it's a, at a glance way for me to see everything. Mm -hmm. um, it's got all my credit card accounts and everything in there too. So I can kind of see what my balances are and things like that. I just find that for me, anything that is passive, I lose interest. Mm -hmm. So if it's like a set it or, and forget it kind of system, truly, I will just never think to check it. Or like I get bored by not being able to do something. Mm -hmm. So I'm always like moving money around. Like I will create a budget line item for something I'm saving toward. And then I'm just like paying into it, even though the money in the account side is just going in my savings account. In my mind, it's going into a completely different place. And the app allows me to feel like that's happening, even though it's not really happening in real life. Does that make any sense what I just said? Yeah, it makes total <laughs> sense. And I okay. can see why, how satisfying. Actually, really kind of am interested in this now. I felt a little disconnected to our everyday budget for a little while now. So I'm very interested. Um, I assume you do this on desktop. It, do you call it an app? Is it like uh, just functionally, do you log in at a website? Do they also have a mobile app? There is a mobile app and I use both. I like, I mean, I'm a desktop oriented person. Right. So I like 
that when I'm on my desktop, I can see like the whole big screen and I can see all my transactions on the right and I can see yeah. the categories on the left, but like it totally works on my phone. If I don't have time to get, pull out my computer or I don't feel like it, I, I can, I would not have set it all up on my phone, but I'm happy to do the reconciling yeah. on my phone. Well, that's kind of perfect. I mean, I'm the same. I, I would prefer to be looking mm-hmm. at a computer screen, but if something also works on mobile, it's kind of a bonus because right. that's the kind of thing you could do like while you're waiting in line somewhere or something. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. Every dollar. Every dollar. Yep. All right. So my, the next thing that's working well is we're, we're probably going to file this one also under kids get older, but it's still a <laughs> major, do. it's still a major win. And that is kids putting their own laundry away. And in our past episodes, we have done episodes about laundry and I'm sure I've mentioned this. It's just something I felt like my kids were very capable of, but I wasn't, I was the, I was the um, backlog. What do you call that? Like the, when the funnel is bottleneck. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bottleneck. Um, because I was always so behind in my folding and I would just be, I fold laundry on my bed, like our big master bed. I kind of toss it into these zones and I'll fold, you know, my clothes over here and the kids clothes over there. But often the end of the night, it was time for me to go to bed. My bed was still covered with laundry and I was just sliding (laughs) everything back into a pile, getting it out the next day. And it never got to the point where I was having the kids put away their own stuff. I never, I I don't have enough laundry baskets and I don't really like the idea of having a whole bunch of moving laundry baskets all over the house. I feel like that would confuse my brain and the kids would just be putting dirty stuff on the clean. Uh Yeah. Uh, I I live that. Right. So I know a lot of people, what they would do is they'd fold their kids clothes, put them in that kid's laundry basket and give it to that kid or put it in their room. And for a variety of reasons, I just never did that. Um, so what finally worked, um, is that we have this long bench. It's actually part of our dining set. So it it would go along the long side of a dining room table and it's a pretty wooden bench. And we, ultimately got it out of the dining room. Our dining room's kind of narrow. And I thought, well, there's a perfect spot for this upstairs along the long wall. We don't have our upstairs is not very big. There's not like a long corridor. It's just like you, you go up there and then there's bedrooms kind of all around this landing, but the bench fits perfectly along the long wall. It's right outside my bedroom. And then that area just, you know, feeds off into the kids room. So what I've started doing is I still fold the kids clothes and then I line them up on the bench. Allegra kind of gets the spot on the far left and then Reed and then Violet. And every day their job is to clear the bench. And it's just a really simple instruction because on some days there's no clothes on the bench. On some days there's a lot of clothes on the bench. And on some days there's a couple of things, but every day they clear the bench. And the reason it's worked is it doesn't require me to be, I don't have to be super organized about the, when I do the laundry or when I do the folding. That was the problem before. It was like the kids were capable, but I never had a way to call them to me and say, okay, now, now is the time where you put away your clothes. And so the bench is kind of this purgatory, but every day they have to clear it and they know how to put away their own clothes. They can even hang up their hanging stuff. Um, During the school year, I kind of got this system like this spring. And during the school year, I was doing them the favor of hanging up their school uniforms, the things that get hung, mostly because I don't want them wearing wrinkled school uniforms to school. So it was more about me. Um, But this summer, anything that gets hung up, they have done the hanging up themselves and they've done well. So I'll probably have them do their uniforms as well. So yeah, big change. That is a big change. And I I totally agree with like, I have started to default to handing the older kids a basket with their clothes in it. And I almost always regret it Yeah, (laughs) because no good can come of folded clothes in a laundry basket being handed to a teenager. Like (laughs) 
they they will not put them away in a timely manner and they will throw other clothes on top and then mom will lose her mind. Um, I have a question for you. Yeah. And this is totally aside. How often would you say you iron? Never. I lost my iron. Um, I don't currently. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we, the only you thing. You lost your iron. I, I so love it. Isn't that a weird thing? How do you lose an iron? How do you lose an iron? So, you know, the fuse beads that kids play with, those little perler beads, you put them on yeah. the plastic tray and then you iron it and they melt all together. So that was the only thing we were using our iron for, for like two years. And the kids got out the fuse beads a couple months ago and they, they made all these pretty little designs and they were like, okay, we're ready for you to iron them. And we cannot find the iron the only thing I can think of is I loaned it to a neighbor that's a possibility because most of my neighbors I don't think iron very often either maybe someone's broke that's that's something I would do is loan it to a neighbor or would I have taken it like to my parents house why would I do that would I have taken it to a hotel that doesn't make sense did you accidentally give it away to the Vietnam (laughs) veterans of America did it maybe it broke and it's also possible like it broke I threw it away and forgot the entire incident I mean how do you lose an iron okay how uh, how often do you iron well so when it says I lived in this house for a year I have not ironed since I've lived in this house because once I moved I have an iron somewhere but when we moved in I remember thinking oh there's like no room for an ironing board in fact, when I moved from the old house, I looked at the ironing board and thought, well, I'm not taking this with me because there's no place to put it in this new house. So I got rid of it. I think I threw it in the, we had a huge um, uh, dumpster and yeah. I was like, I was having so much fun throwing stuff in that dumpster. It was the best feeling. <laughs> but anyway, I don't think I brought one. So I don't iron and 97% of the time that's just fine. But I have like these three shirts hanging in my closet that got wrinkly in the dryer. And I keep looking at them and thinking, I would really like to wear that shirt. So and then I just don't. So I probably should just take it to the dry cleaner. That's and have what it I do. And because my because Brian goes to the dry cleaner regularly, speaking of systems that work like the dry cleaner is a built in part of our system. Sometimes yeah. he takes it. Sometimes I do. But we always have because he wears suits every day. So we always have. Um, so that's what I would do in that case. And that has happened to me. And I'm like, well, it's worth the three dollars just to send it and. It'll come I get, I, I agree. And I'm terrible at ironing. Like yeah. I have never been able to iron something without adding more wrinkles. Yeah. But now the wrinkles are just set. Yeah. They're more, they're, they're more distinct and long lasting wrinkles now because I have actually <laughs> ironed them in to the clothing. So. Oh, all right. Well, okay. The laundry bench is working, but clearly ironing is not in either of our Well, houses. you don't need to see no. sometimes, sometimes a system that works is the system you don't need, like yeah. is rejecting a system you don't need. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest. I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh, but you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather, but please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Vionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. 
Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, so moving on to another thing that has been working in my house. And I would say this one's been working for a year. And I would say, but particularly lately, I feel like I've gotten it really tuned in and dialed in. And the reason it's working is I'm relying on the easiest and most technology heavy way to do that. And that is grocery shopping. Okay. Um, I still use shipped the shopping delivery service that I was talking about. Um, I believe actually on that same, the budgeting episode, I talked about it. And at the time I talked about ditching it and switching to shopping at Aldi weekly to save money. Um, I have now shopped at Aldi a few times since then. But what I keep finding is I love Aldi. I love it. But I have so many irons in the fire right now and switching back and forth between this system I had, which was literally sit down on a Friday night, look at the app, see what my last order was, what's on sale in the meat, like the meat and produce, bop, 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 do it and be done in like 10 minutes. I just couldn't convince myself to regularly spend an hour plus shopping. Yeah. Like, you know, and. Not only that, but then the system is different and the store is different and the products are different. And I'm trying to get used to that. And I wouldn't bring home the right amount of things or I'd bring home, um, I'd bring home too much of one thing and not enough of another. One thing I was using it for was, um, school snacks. Mm-hmm. So I'd go in like once, you know, like once every couple of weeks, just totally load up on school snacks. And that did save me some money. But now that we don't need to worry about that for summer, I am definitely back to just every week using shipped and this is the thing, like sometimes these systems change and flow and you try something new and it works for a little while. And then you realize like, well, that isn't working right now. So yeah. I need to just kind of put that aside. So I realized that when I was using shipped regularly, I wasn't overspending my grocery budget and it was super reliable. Like I knew exactly what I was going to get and when, and I could do it from anywhere. So for example, I can grocery shop and putting that in quotation marks days in advance. So I can shop on Wednesday when I have time and have a delivered Friday or Saturday, I can do it while I'm, I'm, while I'm traveling. I think I've been with you. I've been with yeah. you and you're like, oh, I'm just going to order some groceries to be delivered for, and, and you have two, you know, two young adults who could be at the right. house on their own and you're shopping yeah. for your family while you're in another state. 
Yes. So I have done it a couple times where I've been like out of town and I will check with Jacob and Isaac to see if either one of them is at the house. Will you be there at six o'clock? Yeah. I'm going to have groceries delivered. I get home a day later and all the groceries are put away. I mean, like, yeah. The feeling of that is worth a lot to mm-hmm. me. Um, I don't need to worry about busy times of day because I would always get a wild hair to go shopping like at five o'clock on Friday. Yeah. But like, no, that's not a good idea. Um, and then I do comparison shop price check on the fly. And I just the way it's working is I'm kind of in that routine where I'm building really similar meals. Like we're repeating a lot of the same basic meal plans. I kind of go, I have like three that I kind of cycle through. And then when it's a HelloFresh week, we all rejoice because we get, mm-hmm. you know, a break from it. And then I go back to it. And another nice thing is that because um, it's summer, well, I always have my kids through midday afternoon on Wednesday, but in the school year, that means they get picked up right after school. Mm-hmm. I might see them for 20 minutes, but like we don't spend time together. But one nice thing now is that we get one, we get to eat one more meal out mm. of the week. And so we do like a big brunch with whatever's kind of left over from the week's meals. So I always have eggs left over. Um, I often have some kind of meat left over, like something like that. And I kind of put together like a brunchy thing on Wednesdays. So it's just right now, it's just working really well because the kids are around me constantly. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding that I have a lot to squeeze into what feels like not a lot of time. And Maybe in the fall, I'll go back to experimenting with going to Aldi for certain things. And mm-hmm. But like, I'm just settling into what works right now. And this is working right now. That is that is the whole theme of this episode. Right. What works right now. <laughs> I have still yet to get into online grocery delivery. I dabbled a little bit in Amazon Fresh recently, um, more to replace kind of my monthly Costco. It was, mm. I did get a few refrigerated items, but it was mostly kind of toilet paper, paper towels, like stuff I might even get on Amazon anyway. So it didn't feel like real grocery delivery, but yeah. I, I'm still, I'm intrigued. I know it's so convenient. It's just grocery shopping is one of those things you're so ingrained in your habits. It feels intimidating to change. So it, it does. And the funny thing is now, like now that I've been doing this for the better part of a year, the idea of going to a mega store like Costco and pushing around a cart to me feels so foreign and weird. Like it's really unappealing. <laughs> I can understand <laughs> like, that. Really well, unappealing. I, yeah. I mean, I, I have been the last two years been trying to like get myself out of Costco because I it's so miserable going. But Brian still likes to go <laughs> and I still like the things that I get there. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. OK, so this is something that is working for us and it is a big kitchen whiteboard, a dry erase board. Um, and it is uh, kind of in our Eden kitchen area. It's big. I looked up the dimensions. It's like two feet wide and like three feet tall. I have it um, like portrait orientation, so tall. Um, and we use it as a, it's it's used slightly differently. It's not that the system is I write the same thing on it every day. I kind of play around with what we write on it, but it's a command center basically. And one of the biggest reasons it works well is because everyone can read. So if you right. have like three tiny kids, there's not as much point in putting the schedule or the calendar or what are the to-do list on a whiteboard because it, you know, if only you and You'll your partner can read one. it. Yes. Yeah. So I have two very fluent readers and one emerging reader. Um, and so that's a big reason why it works. What what the way I've been using it for the summer, I've actually most days been writing just one day's worth of stuff on there. And I just find it has kept the kids 
kind of grounded in what's happening. And the main things I would write is if I have any recording or conference calls or times that are like totally work protected, those would go on there. And then what the kids will be doing if they have a babysitter or they're going to be on their own. Um, any activities that we have, I, some of our activities have continued over the summer and I find it's so you get disoriented in the summer. Like what day is it? Okay. It's Tuesday. What time do we have Taekwondo on Tuesday? It's just, even for my schedule oriented brain, I have to think about it yeah. more. So that goes up there. Um, there's usually like a little corner of the whiteboard that we kind of write smaller what the meal plan would be for the week so they know what's coming up um I have a little another little corner where I kind of just did a quick and dirty checklist of their daily jobs like it's not a chore chart it's literally like get yourself dressed eat breakfast clear the bench as I mentioned in the laundry section um and then and then this changes so over the weekend we might erase the whole thing and it might become more of like a home projects checklist for the weekend um during the school year I was more likely to put a whole week's worth of stuff up there because the school year is so regular you don't have to write that you're going to school from eight to three every day so during the school year it was more like here's the week at a glance and so the system isn't what I write on the board it's the fact that it exists and my kids can read it and we have started to use it as sort of a, like, this is the place to, to look, this is your need to know information. Um, and sometimes they'll go up there and they'll, they'll decorate it a little. They're like, Violet yeah. will draw some pictures on the bottom. Um, so I love it. I'm going to link it up in the show notes. Cause the whiteboard itself, I really like, um, it's very simple. It has a black wooden frame. So it looks a little nicer than like a, the old metal frame. Yeah. With the metal frame. Um, yeah. the pen works really well. It came with a fat black pen and then I bought, um, a package of skin colored dry erase markers and the whole board is magnetic and I bought this cute um though all the brand it's called U brand and it's at Target and the um there's a little pen basket that magnets to the whiteboard so we're not losing pens and the pens all have an eraser attached to the back of them so like everything that you would need to write on it or erase it is right there so it's been working well I love that and I want to mention um that I also have a a, a whiteboard in my fridge or on my fridge that I got when um when John and I separated. So like two and a half years ago and I got it, it just has like, it's really simple. It's small and it has the days of the week and like a little place for notes underneath it. And I really only got it so that the kids could glance at it and see which day they were with me and which day they were with John, because Mm -hmm. it goes one of the days every week switches. And it's so funny all these years later, I kind of assumed they weren't looking at it anymore. Mm -hmm. Like no one, it's so predictable now. There's really, sometimes I'll put a meal plan on there, but most of the time, like that's even really predictable. So I don't bother. But every time I forget to update with the dates, I'll have some kid be like, oh, so what's the schedule this week? It's like, they know, but like something, they really have gotten it. They really do look at it. I think when they just got attached to walking through and glancing at it on the fridge and I mean, now it's summer, so no one knows what day it is anyway. So like that it, it's less <laughs> useful <laughs> for them. I've literally had the kids go, what, done? what yeah. day is it? Yeah. Um, but they but they really do kind of rely on that like continuity. Yeah. So even though maybe it's not important to me anymore because it's in my calendar and I don't it's in my head, it's in my calendar. I don't need it. It is useful and it, valuable. To it's do. a touch. It's a touch point, And it's something that everybody can see. And I was going to mm-hmm. add, if you do have kids who aren't reading yet, I think there's other other little ways you could get clever. I mean, I've like for Violet drawn little pictures or made little check boxes and kids love to be able to participate in something like this, even if they're not really reading the words yet. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I waited a long time to like have something like this and it's worked really well. So before we I know we're going to jump now into things that aren't working. Yeah. (laughs) But I think it's like really important for us to like acknowledge that like for me, almost none of these things worked when my kids were really little. Yeah. Almost none. I mean, 
For, for a while, like when Claire was a toddler and all the other kids were in school, we had a nice little grocery routine where it was like our mom and mom and Clara day and we would go together and, um, and actually putting laundry away for me worked pretty well when my kids were little. Cause I just did it Yeah, because <laughs> they were too little, but like really so many of these things, like keeping your, keeping up with used items when your kids are outgrowing clothes oh. at a massive rate or toys at a massive rate or getting to the library when it's a pain just to get out the door. I mean, all those things, like they're so age and stage specific. So I hope when people are listening, if they're feeling like every single thing we just named off is a hot mess, that you're, you're right where you're supposed that. to be. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. We exactly. too. We too. And there's probably systems for that stage of life, like washing bottles and sippy cup straws and yep. like having your having the right tools for stroller outings. There there are systems that you guys are encountering that you probably do feel like, okay, this is good. Like I got this right. down right now. And then that'll change. It's probably that yep. the phases change more quickly. And so you, you barely get time to enjoy the things that are working before something yeah. else is a hot mess. Yeah. So. You can't pat yourself on the back no. that long <laughs> for like the bottles. And then the baby's outgrowing the bottles and you're moving on to something else. Then you're moving on to sippy cups. And let me tell you, you will never get a system down for sippy cups. No, if you do, I want to hear about it. You'll still be finding straws, you know, in 10 years. <laughs> yep. And look, the valves. Yes. And yeah. you ever make that mistake where you're like, well, maybe it doesn't need the valve this one time it always needs the valve all right <laughs> so are we going to talk about the two things that we need help yeah with? so we each picked one and these are hot mess areas or just things that need an update a system refresh so why don't you go first yeah okay well for me um strangely enough it is physical exercise um uh, you guys have listened for a while might remember that I did like a crazy yoga challenge back in January and February where I did 60 yoga classes. And then I transitioned pretty quickly from that when as soon as I kept doing lots of yoga into March. But as soon as the weather was reasonable, I started walking my dog like four to five miles a day. That's a lot, by the way. Four to five miles is a lot. It's a lot. And I remember making a comment on the show at one point that like that was my rock. Like when you talk about the big rocks that mm -hmm. go in the jar first, like I decided to make exercise the number one, like I made sure when I woke up in the morning because Michigan Springs are very unpredictable. So I would look at my weather app and go, when will I have an hour where it's not pouring down rain? Or when will I have an hour that it's going to be a little, there'll be a little bit of sun out, whatever it is. So I did that and I was really like really loyal to myself about it. Um, and my dog, I really started to feel guilty. Like the one or two days I missed, I think I missed two days total in two months. Wow. And the two days I missed, I felt terrible. Like I would go to like, let the dog out and she'd be all excited <laughs> and wagging her tail and like jumping up and down. I was like, no, no, you're just going out. We're not going anywhere. So it worked really, really well. Well, then it got hot and she's an old dog, not that old, but she's not a spring pup. Mm -hmm. And she makes it about two miles before she wants to lay in someone's yard for a really long time. And it got hot for me and I don't want to be out in the middle of the day anymore walking. So it either has to be first thing in the morning or late at night and it's just fallen apart. And so has a yoga schedule because I was, I was um, directing that play and yoga like is so specific to the schedule that they have the classes that I like. Right. right. So I basically, I'm still walking a couple miles most days with the dog. So I'm not like completely falling off, but now that I've, I just, it doesn't feel like enough mm -hmm. and I want to get back, but I also can't spend an hour and a half walking every day. That's too much. Yeah. And I can't, I can't give up, you know, seven hours of my life every week, plus 15 minutes on either side or more for getting there and back and stuff like that for yoga. So I'm just trying to figure out like what my thing is going to be, like what is going to be 
my next plan. I think it's going to have to involve some weightlifting. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, in my forties now and I'm just finding that my muscle mass doesn't stick around the way it used to. Like it just, I get flabby really fast. Mm. So, um, and like walking might keep me healthy, but it's not going to cut it as far as keeping me yeah. looking the way I want to look. So yeah, maybe we should do when the kids go back to school in a few weeks, when both of our kids are back to school, maybe we should like, I'm just coming up with this on the fly, but I would also like to add some weight training. And I, I have a gym membership that I do not go to the gym, which is, mm-hmm. it's not a total waste. Cause Brian goes and we go to the pool. So as a family, we still continue to use it, but I, I think have set foot in the gym for myself once in the last year. Um, cause I also walk my dog for exercise and I walk the Hills, but it's not like, I agree. I'm with you. I wonder if we should like do some kind of like a, like a boot camp, like a weight training program, something that we both did. I don't know. What that do would think? be fun. I would love that. Of course, for me, you know, School doesn't start back up for seven I know. weeks. Yeah, no, that's. What, I'm, I'm saying like when we're both fully yeah. in school mode. So but like, I would, but I would. August is a very open month for me, so I would totally start in August. And I'd like to like, I'd like to just start because I feel like the longer you go, the more you atrophy. Okay, <laughs> you well, slowly start to like just fall apart, and that, and I, the older I get too, the more I notice that when I don't do something. It doesn't take, I like lose the progress I've made so much faster than I used to. Like right. things start to get sore and we, I mean, achy. we might be solving this. I have been waking up very stiff lately and I, there's no other reason except impending age. Like there's nothing yeah. wrong. I'm doing everything the same and I just wake up so much more stiff and sore yeah. than I used to. So I'm, we are recording this in July, but this episode is airing, I think August 6th and my kids go back to school August 15th. So Megan, we've, right. we've got our work cut out for us, but Me I will too. start something with you anytime after August 15th. All right. I'm in. All right. Okay. So my hot mess situation has been a hot mess for a really long time. And that's probably because I don't have really the desire to fix it, but maybe, maybe that will come. And that is my little desk. It's just a little tiny desk. That's part of the kitchen counter really. Um, And any paper filing resulting from said desk activities. So here's the problem with paper. 90% of my life is digital. And you guys know I am the most organized with email and calendar and the things that happen on my computer are, that's not a problem for me organizationally. It makes sense in my brain. I, my Google docs are organized. My photos are organized. It's the physical paper and the things that come in the mail. So just for context, when the mail comes in, I'm good about putting the recycle, like all the junk goes in the recycle. So I'm not, I don't have piles of junk mail, but then mostly it's things like, oh gosh, like our HOA paper statement, um, like our homeowners association statement or um, maybe a credit card statement. Most things are paperless. So it's not even that much, but it piles up medical. It seems like insurance or medical things are the things that still come paper in the mail. Um, Mm -hmm. so the part that's a hot mess, number one is knowing what to do with those papers, but I've also really gotten quite behind in like even paying paper bills, which is unlike me, but but because I don't have very many, yeah, I've they missed, fall, they're out yeah, of sight out of they're mind. They're out of sight out of mind. I have been, I've gotten late on like a car registration and had to pay a late fee. Like that's unlike me. Um, and so then, so it's the doing something with it. And then even if I did something with it, like filing those papers, I mean, I just, this is something I used to really pride myself and it's almost like it's the type of thing that if I cared more it would be Mm -hmm. fine and I don't care and so it's just big piles on that desk I don't even sit at that desk because it's a disaster um and I lose stuff I lose I'll lose a you know a piece of mail that I need it's bad so I need help so I have to tell you I'm you know in my bedroom and my desk is in my bedroom as well and I'm looking at it as you're talking (laughs) 
<laughs> can I just tell you the items that are on my desk yes. that I can see with my eyeballs from 10 feet away? There is a box of cat treats. There are dryer <laughs> sheets, deodorant, an empty LaCroix can, an electric kettle that I'm taking camping next week. Um, binoculars, <laughs> lotion, nail polish, and yes, a stack of papers. And so for me, like I've actually gotten really good at filing old papers, like things I don't need to look at, like th things that are just for records, right? Yeah. Like, you know, something that's been dealt with and I just need to put it in a file box. Like I actually have a system for that and it's good. What I don't have a system for and have been very unsuccessful at getting a system for is things that are pending. Like yeah. I just have this stack of like things that like are neither here nor there. They're, I don't really need to do anything with them right now immediately, but I also need to kind of keep them around. Yeah. Cause eventually I'm going to have to do something with them. And then that desk also becomes, it's the only flat surface in this bedroom. So it becomes the catch all yeah. for everything else. So it's just, yeah, it is not good. Maybe we should also do that. And have a challenge. <laughs> we, we need a boot camp. I know we can lift the weight of our paper piles. <laughs> no, um, I do have a small, so filing and filing boxes have been an issue because this, I don't have an office in my house. So there's no mm -hmm. filing. I at one point had a desk with file drawers and I don't now. So what I have is a small, very small standing file box on the desk mm -hmm. and it's the, what, the way it's supposed to work is that anything pending would go in there. And then I have like a folder for each of the kids for their schoolwork throughout the year that later that goes in their big, their big storage. But like during the year, it would just pop in there. I just don't keep up with it. I don't follow yeah. my own system. And so the pile, the pending pile gets big and overwhelming. Um, Do you find that if you actually sit at your desk for like a certain amount of time a day, it just naturally keeps itself up? Because I find that the more that I use a space, the more, I guess, motivated I am to keep it functional and the more I avoid it, the less. So that is a great tip. And one simple roadblock that is fixable is the chair at that desk is really uncomfortable. So one of the reasons uh, I don't sit there is the chair is uncomfortable. And then because I don't sit there, I let the desk pile up. So that could be one thing is just a, a more comfortable chair. Um, the other thing that um, occurred to me as I was thinking about this is we get a lot of listener email and at various times have gotten very behind in that area. And a few months ago, I just put a standing calendar item on my, <laughs> you guys are going to laugh, but every Sunday morning from six to 8am, which is like, the weirdest time, but I wake up early. I answer listener mail. And now I like almost look forward to it. It makes mm -hmm. me happy. We still sometimes if I'm gone for a week, like we'll get, we'll still get behind, but I know that time is there. So I almost feel like that using, using that as a model, if I had 45 minutes a week, that was for desk filing and paper bills. Um, if something's on my calendar, I, I'm likely to stick to it. That's just how I am. So I think yeah. that would be another tip I would try. So a comfortable chair and then a built-in um, time on the calendar. Because I think what it is, is it feels less important than work or other kind of catch up on my computer. My computer is a is a bigger draw for me than a pile of papers. It just is. Yeah. So um, I think a standing appointment on my calendar might help a little bit too. Just prioritize I think it, it would. And the other thing is, I bet you, you'd find you don't need 45 full minutes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like once you've done it twice, I think it probably is a 10 minute job. Right. But, yeah. yeah. And then, like you said, I'd be more motivated to keep up with it on the regular and would never need it right now. It's like every three months for two hours and it's horrible. Right. It's like, it's like punishment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Well, well, 
Why yeah. don't we end on that note? We should have ended with all the things we we're good at. I know we are. <laughs> we're so good at laundry and donating. Um, well, we always love to hear from you guys. Tell us what's working in your homes. Um, or if you have more questions about our systems that are working, you can shoot us an email. Hello at the mom Um, happy August, everybody. This happy August time is flying by this summer. Um, and Megan, this was fun. We'll talk to everybody soon. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Hi everyone, Megan here. Sarah and I would absolutely love it if you would hit pause right now, like right where you're listening and leave the Mom Hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, this is one of the biggest ways you can thank us, and it really only takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, you can navigate to the Mom Hours show listing. So when you're in the episode you're listening to right now, click where it says the Mom Hour just above the play button, and then scroll all the way to the bottom, and you will see the ratings and reviews. We would love if you would leave us one as well. Thank you so much for listening.